0: To talk oh,
1: I had something. Did you have something? Yeah, I was gonna say, do you know what I get by with a little help? Wait, no, shit. <laughs> do you know what I get by with? A little help from your a friends? A little help from my friends. I thought I had something apparently that was totally so fucked so up so syntactically. Really good. <laughs> well, it's because of the episode title, Katie. What's the episode title? It's we haven't thought of it yet, but it's something to do with asking for help and having ADHD. It's probably gonna
0: be I get by with a little help from my friends. Do You think so? Probably, because you made that
1: joke. So yeah, now I guess so that now makes, makes sense. Have to. It, it's gonna be immediate payoff from the title. Immediate payoff. <laughs> well asking asking for help is hard to do, you know? It's a hard true. thing to do, it's worth talking about. Hi, everybody! It's me, Katie <laughs> Nice. Yes, I alone. It's me. Hey, good. Welcome back to Infinite Quest. Infinite in- Quest.
0: Fin-y- <laughs> Fin-y- <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is like, I love that that's never like funny, but it's always funny. It's like, it uh, continues to be. Uh, I just make it be dumb every time. Us. Um, well, I wanted to talk about what we wanted to talk about, but I want to talk about this week um asking for help with ADHD, asking for help in general, but you know, as people with ADHD, asking for help because it's a hard thing to do. I was thinking certain things, times when you ask for help. Like if you're if you're not tall enough to reach something on a shelf, that's like objective. So it's like I'm not tall enough. Therefore, I'll ask somebody who is tall enough. like, da, da, da. but a lot of things times when we have to ask for help because of ADHD, it's something that is much harder to identify as like objective. It's something that like we feel like we shouldn't have to ask for help with. Like if you're not tall enough to reach something, you're not tall enough to reach something. But like who's to say that I couldn't just do my dishes myself rather than like ask. For you to come over and help me, (laughs) you know, I think
0: I think it I think it has to do a lot with the way things are, quote unquote, supposed to be done. Mm. Like I like I want to be very careful because I want to I want to say very explicitly going into this conversation, like I'm talking about my own experience, like and your experience may differ. And that is totally okay. But like I. Grew up sort of internalizing this idea that there was like a correct way to do something. There was a correct way, like one specifically true and good and correct way to do things. And so if you did them outside of that correct way, then it was wrong. And there was something inherently wrong with you. But the problem with that is like, nobody ever told me what the right way was supposed to be It's like, like laundry, right? Like laundry mm. is a really good example because I'm going to talk a lot about laundry in this episode because I, I tend to really, really struggle with it. But it's like, I grew up feeling like there was like this one secretly correct way to do laundry. And if you didn't do your laundry in this like right and correct way, then like you were doing it wrong. But then like, at some point I realized that like, no, everybody like, I mean, there's like the functionality of like put, clothes in the washing machine put them into the dryer like okay we all do that but even that can be done in different ways and different configurations and at different times and and all different things and so this like so asking for help for me has always been really hard from a combination of both feeling like I just never got the memo about how I was supposed to do it right so then I felt foolish for like needing to ask for help or having to admit that like I'm struggling enough that I I need to be able to accept the help you know what I mean kind of
1: yeah well it, it also it it the idea that like there's this correct way of doing it that you haven't gotten the memo uh you know of, of that method it also adds a certain um level of um whatever the opposite of immutable is we're like oh i don't need help i just haven't done the work yet the work of figuring out what the correct way is or the work of finding somebody to fucking tell me or something mm-hmm. like that it's it's always this like it's all rooted in i'm just not good enough you know, I'm just not good enough to figure out what the right way is or to ask someone what the right the correct person or whatever, you know, I'm just not good enough. Therefore, I need to ask for help, which I think is a really bad thing to to have popping around in your brain. And I think I think it all comes down to that moral uh, the, the value judgment, the moral judgment that we, we, we impose on not knowing like the quote unquote correct way to do laundry, the correct way for me, dishes. I like, I really struggle with dishes. Um, And asking for help isn't like a giving in to like not being enough. It's the realization that like, there's no such thing as not enough. It's just life is meant to be enjoyed and we have to do certain things sometimes to make it easier to, to, to enjoy or to enjoy. And sometimes that involves asking for help.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and I think, too, for me, a lot of asking for help involves sort of having honestly kind of having to do like a fearless assessment of oneself and like realizing the places where, you know, I I do admittedly have like actual shortcomings, you know, and one of them is like I have. Terrible clutter blindness. Like I will just let. Th- I mean, look, look around. You know, <laughs> um, like I will let things get to a point of like absolutely out of control, and then by that point, I go, oh my god, I'm so overwhelmed, and then I'm so embarrassed, and I'm so you know ashamed, and I feel so guilty that I'm just depressed about it. So then I don't want to fix it. Um, but then the other component piece of that too is like I'm not a patient person. And so when it comes to things like, you know, okay, well, I'm going to declutter the office. Well, that means now I have to figure out a place for everything. If it doesn't already have a place, and if it does already have a place, the statistical likelihood that the place where that stuff is supposed to go is also covered in clutter. And so then it just becomes a sort of like chain clutter reaction. And that's really frustrating. Um, But that's also a place where like, looking at it logically, I was like, okay, well, I can get help with this. You know, I can ask for help. And so, but it's hard because it's, it's still this idea that it's like, well, I should be able to do it by myself. I shouldn't have to have somebody come in and like, you know, teach me how to organize my laundry or teach me how to, how to do, you know, whatever quote unquote adult thing there is. But I also think like, it's okay if you need somebody to to teach you how to do that because like we're not inherently born knowing how to do the laundry. Like we're not born, you know, having a really good handle on what is the most efficient system for us to manage our clutter. And so putting that expectation on ourselves that we're supposed to magically do it on our own and be able to figure it out without the aid of anybody else is like weirdly backwards to the way that I think we tend to live the rest of our lives, you know, it's like, you don't know how math works. So you go to school, you know, and you become a person who generally understands math. You don't know the history of the world. You go to college and you learn about the history of the world. So why is there such like a, I don't want to say negativity, but like a hesitancy towards asking for help for like laundry and dishes and, and, you know, Like cleaning your blinds. Apparently you're supposed to clean your blinds. What? Yeah. Is it even possible? Yeah, there's like It's like a little duster like thing The duster guy, okay Yeah, but apparently You're supposed to like Clean your blinds Like once a month What? Nobody, yeah, and nobody, like nobody this, ever told me that And like the ceiling fans huh. You know, like ceiling fans Get dusty Ceiling <laughs> fans I
1: didn't know I've dusted a yeah. fair amount Of ceiling fans I always fans.
0: forget Well then that's the problem It's like my ceiling <laughs> fan Is like really dirty In the bedroom right now but It's like because I always Forget it exists And then I like look up And I go, all right, fuck I'll, I'll do it later And <laughs> then I just never do It's make the entire
1: room Feel like a, a desert During a sandstorm For a little bit <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I, for me. At least, I think so. One of some of the reasons that it's really hard um, is asking for help is sort of to invite an audience to this shortcoming of yours or yeah. this this situation that you're not Absolutely. happy about. You're inviting another person to, to to come look at your laundry room or your sink full of dishes or whatever it is, which. You know, whether or not it should or should not be embarrassing, you know, we can't control all we feel all the time. We rarely can. And so it just feels embarrassing. And so I think some of my hesitancy is, is yeah, just literally having another person look at it because, I mean, I live alone, so I can kind of hide some stuff. But like if you come over and help me with something, I'm now showing you, you know, I'm yeah. literally my dirty laundry in a lot of ways. <laughs> um all but, your black
0: laundry, or all your laundry is just like black T-shirts. I so know, it's, it's just a big black like, heap. I don't know, it's just like a shadow in the corner. <laughs>
1: exactly right. That's that was the strategy all along. <laughs> um, another one, I think, it's sort of like what we talked about last week about getting to know yourself um, is before somebody knows about it, before you ask for help. It's sort of like you know when you say something out loud, it feels real. You know, if I say like uh, I don't know, like I don't like chocolate ice cream. You know I may have been thinking that for years but now that I've said it that's like true about me you know that's like a thing that has been said it's in the log um, so similarly, I think asking for help is to not deny what the circumstances are like or is it to, to move past denial about circumstances and I think a lot of times again I, I also want to clarify that I, I am also speaking about my own experience um, there's a lot of denial for me about um, my tendencies and my struggles with, um, with cleanliness and, you know, uh, time organization and whatnot, um, for the longest time, I liked to not admit those things about myself and, and you know, asking for help as a form of admission um, because I didn't want them to be true. I wanted to believe that I could become a person who was epic at doing their dishes and the cleanest, <laughs> most organized motherfucker on the planet. Like I wanted to believe that I could just become that person and that, you know, to reference last week's episode, like that character trait hadn't been filled in yet. You know, and I was just deciding what I wanted it to be and to ask for help is to admit No, like I really struggle with organization, you know, Um, but I think there's a lot of relief in that. And when you ask for help, you're giving permission to whoever you ask for help from. You're giving them permission to ask for stuff for help. You're, You're giving them permission to ask for help with the things that they need help with. You're normalizing. Asking for help with things like dishes and, and whatnot. I mean, I know we keep talking about dishes and, and laundry and stuff, but those are very particular to our lives. But whatever the thing is, you're you're increasing the the normalcy of that, which I think is a net positive.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, and it's also I just realized in this moment right now, I forgot to tell you this, but literally the organizers are coming back tomorrow. What? Yeah. Um, because like speaking of asking for help and speaking of last week's episode, like I had this like moment where like And I want to be very clear because like I really struggle with, I think, do it by yourself ism, you know, like this idea that like the only valid way to like do the thing is to like suffer through it and do it yourself. And like I'm a bad person if I don't, you know, fold my laundry or whatever it is. But the problem is that like, you know, speaking of last week's episode, like I am a person Who deeply struggles with finishing tasks, like whatever the task is. Like I get halfway through and something happens or my schedule changes or like whatever. And I carry a lot of guilt and a lot of shame about this. And so one of the issues that I've been having is I've I've been making a cognizant effort to do better about like washing laundry regularly. Like, like I'm going to do, you know, a load of laundry, you know, once a day or whatever. But the problem is that like my schedule is so busy and now I've lost weekends because of the Renaissance Festival. Um, I don't, often have the time that I would like to finish that task. And for me, the hardest part is putting the clothes away. I can wash them, I can dry them, I can, I can pull them out of the dryer, you know, put them in a basket, whatever it may be. But getting them from the laundry room to the closet is really and truly, it is a difficult task and i keep standing in the laundry room going like it's just clothes just pick up the clothes just pick you know whatever and then it's you know i pick up the one pile and then another giant pile falls over on top of that pile and then it looks worse than before and now you know there's three suitcases of laundry that i still haven't done from the last time we went to it you know like all this stuff and i finally had this moment where i was like i like i admittedly have the privilege of being able to ask for professional help in this capacity. And so I reached out to the organizers and I was like, Hey, so full disclosure, like a lot of what you did for me last time really worked, but a lot of it didn't, you know, like a lot of it didn't stick. A lot of it has sort of like gone back to seed as it were. Um, But one of the things that I really struggle with is just laundry and Last time the organizers came, I worked really I was really proud of myself. I got rid of like several garbage bags full of clothes like I I got rid of a lot of stuff. And so that made my closet more empty. But it also meant that everything in my closet was fucked up because I had gone through everything to like, you know, figure out what I wanted to get rid of. And so I, I reached out to the organizers and and Ruth, who runs the company, she was so great. She was just like, oh, yeah, we can come back in. And she's like, especially now, because like there'll be room in your closet, like we can really work to figure out a system that works for you in order to make sure that like it's not going to keep happening, you know, like because sometimes you have to like go through the clutter, get rid of this stuff. And now, OK, now we're going to start in a system that works. But what I'm going to do, Eric, is is I need the laundry room cleared, And that's like the insurmountable task, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to put racks in the laundry room. Nice. I'm going to build shelving in the laundry room. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to thank you, Casey Davis. I'm going to put bins in there. And then that way, like if I'm doing laundry, I can just sort of sort and have stuff just like there and not have to worry about, okay, now it has to get back to the bedroom. Now it has to get folded. Now it get, that can all sort of happen organically in the space where it's just sort of been stuck because there's no workable area. Mm. And so that was sort of like the help that I'm, you know, giving myself or whatever it mm. may be. But it's hard, you know, it's hard because, like, I have to call up a team of strangers and they're very nice strangers and they're very non-judgmental strangers, but they've already been here once. Like, that's the other thing. It's like, so now like they're coming over. And they're going to be like, oh, so you really are a fuck up. Like, and I know that that's not what they're going to say. Like, they're going to be kind and they're going to be supportive and they're going to be non judgmental. But in my head, like, not only did I have to hire them a first time, but now I had to bring them back because that's how much of a fuck up I am. And I hate that. I hate that. That's how my brain thinks instead of being like, wow, good for you for asking for help and good for you for like finding a solution that is going to offer you like long-term sustainability. My brain is going like, you are an absolute fuck up and now like the literal people People that you called to help you the last time—they're gonna know that you're a fuck up, and that is stressful. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I also want to—I—I I, I feel like it's probably necessary to point out. Um, first off, valid. Um, but I, I, I feel like it's necessary to point out um, that when we're when we talk about asking for help, we don't necessarily mean paying someone else to do it. No, no, or no, no. Having no. Somebody you can else ask a it.
0: friend, like buy you know. It's body- in my specific case. I'm choosing to hire back the organizers because it's just efficient, you right. know, but and it's like money you, and you're you,
1: giving you, them business and everybody wins. Yeah, they're you know, a it's, small
0: local business, right. like, you know, like they're a great company. And so I'm like, hell yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but like, you know, you have also offered many times to just sit with me and, you know, go through my clothes with me mm-hmm. and we just haven't, you know, found the time, but like, that's just as valid, valid, you know, it's like, you don't have to hire the maid service, you know, you don't have to spend money in order to accept help. Right. Um, Their help can come from a lot of different ways and help can look like a lot of different things, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, like. I mean, shout out to Anne and Moon, who are we don't deserve, and they are the greatest people in history. But like, you know, sitting on a on in a Zoom call and and body doubling, that can sometimes be as much help as you need in order to complete whatever task it is. But you still have to ask your friends like, hey, would you mind, you know, sitting on this Zoom call with me? Would you mind coming over to my house? Like whatever it may be. So there still has to be the ask. And I think the ask can be the scariest
1: part. Yeah, because you have to decide to do it. Yeah. Like you know, in deciding to do it is the admission that you need help, which exactly. I think is the hardest one of the hardest parts. Can
0: you um, I'm I'm just really interested because you suggested this episode. So yes, I'm wondering yeah. if do you have like a specific moment in your life when you can think of that you were
1: like, holy shit, like I really am gonna ask for help. Yeah. Well I mean honestly I think the best example is when you know, my laundry thing for me is my dishes. I really like even one dish in my sink just uh, I don't know what it does to my brain, but it freaks me out. Um, and having having you help with that is, I think the probably the biggest example in my everyday life now. Um, but the re- one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this episode was help can look a lot of different ways. And I think a very useful, necessary thing to do for people in general, but also this is an ADHD podcast. So particularly with people with ADHD who often need help with things that a lot of people don't need help with um, help can look a bunch like a bunch of different things help can be outsourcing something like if you have the money to pay someone to paint your fence you know you're supporting a local business they get paid to do what they're good at they win you win because you've you know you facilitated the painting of the thing you know like ultimately like obviously you didn't literally paint the fence but you facilitated it happening you know like that's a perfectly valid thing to do but also asking for help can literally be like when I was moving to Georgia um, and I had to pack up all my shit, like I would just call you and you would just be on, you know, my phone. You'd be on like a Facebook call. You know, we didn't even necessarily talk. You were just on the Facebook call, like body doubling. That can be a form of help. Um, a big one is. um just asking for somebody else to tell you to do it that's a weird one but that's worked for me quite a bit like will you tell me to do my dishes like i need to do my dishes. like i just can't get myself to get out of the seat so just somebody saying like hey, eric you know why don't you go do your dishes I'm like good idea like i'll go do that so help can be all sorts of different things and i think it's essential for any given person but again particularly people with adhd to take accurate objective and non-judgmental stock of what tools they have at their disposal um and those tools can be other people. Now, I want to be clear, don't objectify other people. People are not just tools for you to use. Um, but a lot of times people fucking like to be useful. People like if you ask me for help, you're that's a win for me, too, because I like being helpful. Like it makes me feel good to be helpful, like selfishly, it makes me feel good. So if somebody I love like you or. You know, somebody else I love asks me like, hey, Eric, can you like sit on the phone with me while I do this? Or, hey, Eric, can you just like tell me that it's OK to, you know, I don't know buy this massive steak that's on sale at Costco and freeze half of it because I don't want to go shopping for the next month. Whatever it is, like I get, I feel honestly, I feel honored that they reached out to me. Now, this isn't the case with everybody. I mean, you have to judge your relationship with this person. Honestly, if I called somebody I worked with 10 years ago and said, hey, will you sit on the phone with me while I cook dinner? They might go, what? You know, but again, that's why I get just thinking of taking objective and nonjudgmental stock of what tools you ethically have at your disposal is really important because it doesn't have to be a full blown outsource of somebody else doing your laundry for you or having somebody else paint your fence. It can be as very small things just as people saying, Hey, you got this or something like that. All of those are extremely valid and useful forms of help. Most of which are free.
0: I mean, welcome to the academic science corner with Katie but science corner time kids. But I mean, scientifically, like we can track, like based on a lot of the research that has been done about ADHD lately, that a lot of times the difference between success and quote unquote failure in a lot of places, especially surrounding the conversation about um, executive dysfunction is a support system. And, Mm -hmm. and, but like you said, a support system can look Many different ways, you know, a support system can be, you know, hiring a cleaning service to come in once a month and just, you know, clean your blinds or like whatever, (laughs) or it can be, you know, organizing the Zoom calls or whatever. But for people with ADHD, scientifically research wise, being able to uh, both create and then, um, you know, maintain a support system is one of the most vital things in terms of avoiding stuff like substance use disorder, um, even like stuff like sleep disorders and and stuff like that. Because it's like, if you are taking care of yourself, you are, are less likely to turn to unhealthy coping mechanisms and coping strategies in order to, you know, feel better about the situation that you find yourself in. So it's like literally like asking for help, is healthy. Like asking for help is, you know, is a, is a tool in the ADHD toolbox, just as much as like medication or, you know, therapy. I mean, therapy is a type of asking for help too, but you know what I mean? Like being able to say, Hey, I really need help with my dishes. Can you come over and, and, you know, watch TV with me or whatever? Like that is It's it. It turns out that's like really, really important for the ADHD brain to have.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I think one of the reasons I keep using the word inventory um, is a lot of times it's hard to figure out what the, the necessary help or the useful help is in the moment, because in moments when we need help we're not our strong, you know, we're, we're, we need help, you know? And so it's hard in that moment to think, what do I need right now? What could make this situation better? Um, so something that's very helpful to me, um, is either mentally or better physically in some way, literally writing down the tools that you have available to make a given task to facilitate a given task. So like, for example, Eric's dishes, I got Katie coming over and just like watching Cake Boss or something while I do it because body doubling helps a lot. Um, Katie coming over and putting away the clean dishes as I dry it. Texting, well, sorry, that these all involve you, but you're like the only person in my life right now. Um, texting Katie and, and just like asking you to say, hey, you got this or something like that. Um, listening to podcasts, you know, like, oh, I have this, you know, Pod Save America or whatever, like I can listen to while I'm doing my dishes. Having those like logged and ready to go so that in those moments when you need help, you don't have to, th- you don't have have to think of it you don't have to conjure it out of nothing um one of the more useful things somebody somebody ever said to me i think it was a therapist a while ago um said uh, uh in the moments when we're strong we prepare for the moments when we're weak and i do not want to assign a value judgment to strength or weakness i just mean to say that in moments when you're needing the help it's it's not always the easiest thing to figure out what the necessary help is so in moments when you're feeling kind of good just You know, when you're feeling good about your mental health, you're having a good mental health day, you're taking a walk, you know, maybe get a good breakfast or something. I don't know. Think like, huh dishes what can I do to make dishes easier laundry what can I do to make laundry easier you know um, for example for me uh, music it's really hard for me to work alone and it's really hard for me to work without music like I need one either one of those things to help me work um, and so like having speakers that are loud enough for me to like play smooth jazz while I like tidy up like that's a little thing but I know that about myself now and it's very hard for me when I'm struggling to do a task do the dishes vacuum the floor whatever it is fill out respond emails or whatever um it's hard for me to realize in those moments like oh i'll put on you know john coltrane that always seems to help it's hard for me to remember that in the moment but since i've like done the thinking beforehand i can just oh i gotta go home and clean Make sure I have music ready to go, you know, because I've already done that thinking. It also brings me back to my like kitchen days of do all your thinking at once. You know, think about what you're going to set up before you do it so that you don't have to organize all that stuff in those moments when you need help. Um, But so having sort of a playbook, a toolbox, like ready to go um, to help you in those moments is it can be very helpful. It feels kind of dorky, but uh, you know what's also dorky? Some of my favorite people. So, (laughs) oh, man.
0: Oh man. Who said
1: I was talking about you. Well, you are Dorky and it's amazing. I don't consider Dork an insult by any stretch. Like- okay. I'm I'm proud of how much of a dork I am. It's fine.
0: <laughs> I feel like this is this is going to be a weird thing, but I'm okay with it because I know that one of the most important things that ever happened to me in in conversation with 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 asking for help. Was just literally feeling like I had permission. Like, you know, it was okay for me to ask for help. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a failure for needing to ask for help. I wasn't a fuck up because, you know, I didn't know what help I needed. So, Eric. Yes. I want you to go first. Mm -hmm. But to the listeners, to our dear listeners, who are sitting out there going like, oh, but I'm embarrassed to ask for help or I feel bad for needing to ask for help or I don't want to be an inconvenience and I don't want to be a bother. What do you say to those people? Hey, it's
1: OK to ask for help. It's OK to ask for help. That's it. I mean, I mean, it's, it's OK to ask for help. That help might not accept it. You know, sometimes they're going to say, oh, I can't. I got, you know, roller skating lessons or whatever. I can't come over and help you with your dishes. And that's fine, too. But that doesn't mean you're a bad person for asking. Just it's okay to ask for help, okay? It's totally fine. There's no correct way to do this life thing as long as you're not hurting other people, okay? Do what you got to do to make your life something you like. Katie, would you like to go next? What do you have to say oh, to? These sure. people?
0: Uh, it was funny. I set you up for that question and then did not have a thought in my brain. <laughs> yeah. You know what you know what i'm gonna I'm gonna say it like this and this is gonna be maybe a weird way to say it, but here we are. One of the most frustrating parts about having ADHD. And one of the most difficult parts about having ADHD, I think, isn't the executive dysfunction. It's not the, you know, rejection sensitivity. It's not the ADHD itself. What it is, and again, I'm just speaking from my own personal experience, but it is the feeling of learning over and over and over and over and over and over over again, ad infinitum, that. You can't do stuff like other people or you don't think like other people or you do things in a way that doesn't make sense to other people. And oftentimes when other people are involved, those other people, for better or for worse, cast judgment on what you are doing and how you do it. And so somewhere along the way, again, at least in my experience, you learn to feel like a bother. You learn to feel like an inconvenience. You learn to feel like there is something inherently wrong with you because you struggle with the dishes or the laundry. And it's so easy. And maybe if you just tried a little bit harder, uh, it would, you know, you could just do it and you wouldn't need to ask for help. But sometimes... Asking for help is the most powerful thing that you can do because there's there's no one right way to do anything. And so asking for help doesn't make you an inconvenience. It doesn't make you a bother. It doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you anything but a person in that moment who needs a little bit more support, who needs a little bit of guidance on, you know, the best way to do your laundry or whatever it may be. You are not an inconvenience and you are not a bad person for asking. And so if you are sitting with, with, you know, uncertainty or anxiety about, you know, reaching out and asking for help, do it. You are allowed to ask for help. Asking for help is part of the process of being human. It is part of the process of living your life. And so not asking for help is counterintuitive to growth. It is counterintuitive to finding better solutions. It is counterintuitive to finding better support and better systems because the person that you ask for help or, you know, even going onto YouTube and saying, you know, different ways to do your laundry, you might find the right way, but being able to admit that you need that extra support like that, that's not being a fuck up. That's, that's powerful. And that's important that turned into a speech. I'm sorry. No, that's great. I was and like, I, mean, I got like real heated up. I was, ta- I was really just talking <laughs> no, to, like great. freshman year in college, Katie. That's so bad. That, <laughs> that's who that was for. That was for myself more than anybody else. Um.
1: Thanks, Katie, for talking about. I I really need to talk about that because I don't know. I, I, you, we did a whole clean my apartment thing the other day, and I was starting to feel that bad about it. And I was like, huh, why do I feel bad about that? So I know I just wanted to talk about that.
0: Huh. I really, ha- I had fun cleaning your apartment. That's with you. fun, right? We made a day. We made it look all nice.
1: Put on some music. Put on some some. Put on some, some tunes. TV about fixing made, up cars. So I it was made good time. some watercolors. Oh yeah. We watched them
0: put the Gotham Garage thumbprint on stuff. <laughs>
1: We made a day of it.
0: We <laughs> made a day of it.
1: It was super fun. There's spider webs on all the cars. Every single car had a spider web. Every single one. Um, well, anyways, thank you so much, dear listener, for listening to this episode. Um, we have a little announcement real quick uh, about the uh, Patreon song oh, yeah. over the past couple <laughs> months. But it's going to fade out right here, and you're going to hear the intro music again. So stay tuned for the announcement. Fade out. It's fading out right now. I don't know why I'm whispering. It's fading out. It's just whispering. me. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the production value. Uh, so hey, uh here's here's the
0: thing, uh dearest uh listeners and patri- patrons. Um so you may have noticed that for the past couple of weeks, uh the patron Patreon song has been absent. If you don't know what the Patreon song is. Uh if you are new to Infinite Quest, um if you join our Patreon, which you can do by visiting patreon.com slash infinitequest, we usually, uh historically, put your name in a song. Um however, uh I'm not gonna lie, I've been not great for some weeks now. I was going to say some days, but then I realized I was lying. Yeah, a lot, uh, it's been uh, hard last couple decades. Some, some weeks now. Um, and so we'd been, uh, we, we hadn't really gotten around to doing the Patreon talk. So uh, the other day we were streaming on Twitch and we decided to be like just absolute weirdos about it. <laughs> and we recorded uh, an entire podcast that yeah. is just... The
1: Patreon song. Yeah, it's a it's a forty. I think it's forty three minutes ish. It, is,
0: it is a forty three minute musical episode adventure. Arama, there's a concertina.
1: There's a concertina. That's there's right. There's yeah.
0: at least two ukuleles. There's a banjo, lately. There's too. a guitar. Um, but we did realize at some point
1: that it was
0: f- just too 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 much. It was too much. It was too. It was too much.
1: The chaos was. Uh, just just astronomical. It was off it's, the charts. It's, it is
0: chaos. a Chaos Gremlin episode. I'm very happy with it. I've been wanting to do a musical number episode for a very long time, uh, <laughs> but we did it and it was really fun. Uh, but so we are going to put that on the Patreon. So if you are a patron, it, it will be hopefully up. We, we need to clean up the audio a little bit, but it will be on the Patreon by the end of the week. And if you're like, holy shit, a musical episode. I should. I want that more than anything else. But I'm not a patron. How do I get it? Go sign up on the Patreon, and then you can have access to the musical episode. But then also next week we'll put your name in the Patreon song. That's and right. It's like the circle of life.
1: That's right. Circle of Patreon life. And it rules us all. Is that the line? And it. I
0: think it's moves.
1: Moves us and all. It Is that it moves us all? It's a musical it's a circle of life that was, that was really good <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. anyway so the long patreon episode will be uh, or the long musical improv episode will be on the patreon um and hey if it if like y'all like it it was fun to do i don't know it was, was oh, let's know gonna,
0: we need to get on uh off book the musical podcast oh yeah and definitely then, and then make friends with uh, uh, uh the I forgot what I was going to say. That was really good.
1: <laughs> well, thanks for game listening, changers. everybody. Game That's changers. That's what I was going to say. Go. I was like, we
0: need to make friends <laughs> with the with Off Book and Game Changers, and then we'll be set for life. Totally.
1: So you need um, to do. Well, thanks you so much for listening, everybody. Um, we'll have a new episode on Thursday as well. Um, and again, if you do want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Infinite Quest. Uh, oh, Whoa. 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 I know it's really late. We should
0: tell them about the thing. We should oh. tell them about the new thing.
1: The new thing. The Are new you sure? thing.
0: The, yeah. All right, we should we should we should tell them about it because then that way we can. Motor- this is a weird time to do this, but yeah. it's it's an if it A. H. G. for yeah. Die hard yeah, fan who would be yeah, interested in fine. this kind of stuff. It's
1: fine. Um, we are starting a YouTube show. Is that the one? The yeah, big thing you were talking about? Um, working title. And <laughs> I want
0: to say very specifically, we're going to make one episode right. of this project that right. we've had an idea for for a while and see how it goes. We're not committing to anything because uh-huh. remember how well Katie and Eric did do stuff when. It went real good for, like, two episodes, and then we never did it again.
1: <laughs> well, I also did move across the country, a whole thing. Um, but, yes, the, the, it's going to be a YouTube show working title, Who and the What, Where, When, where basically Osaurus and I answer strange questions through research and hands-on process stuff. For example, uh, Excalibur, our King Arthur's sword. Who would have made that sword? What would it have looked like? Where would the steel have come from? Why would somebody lodge it in a stone? Uh, how if, do you lodge a sword in stone? Would, yeah, exa- right? Feasibly. We would explore where the myth came from, but we would also explore, like, literally, where would that sword have been made? Who specifically would have made it? If you were to go back in time and eat bread with Queen Elizabeth, who would have, what would have the bread first. would that have been? The first, yes. What, I was going to say, you don't have to go back and tell you that. Um, I mean, she's been around for a minute. She has, Jesus Christ. But well, like, who would have made that bread? Does that species of grain still exist? Do the machines that made that bread, that would have made that bread would still exist? the
0: grain shortage of 1595 uh, impacted
1: the cost of that loaf of bread? Exactly. So Katie will be doing the- Why did the, I just his, know
0: that off the top of my head? It's fine.
1: Done. <laughs> knowing, knowing you, no, I, I'm just not surprised. Like That's interesting. That's <laughs> awesome. But I'm not surprised that you would know something like that. So Katie will be doing sort of the historical research stuff, talking to the people. I'm also going to make stuff, though. You
0: don't have yeah. primitives on the making stuff. That's true. That's I would true. just like to say that for the
1: record. Um, whereas I'll be more focused on the process, trying to figure out if... Um, the machines there are any replicas of the machines that would have done it, it still exists and I'll go so find field trips. the keepers of the knowledge and hopefully they'll show me how to make the bread or do the stuff Um, I mean we'll both have our hands in both but that's sort it's, of the tone of it
0: it's gonna be like Mythbusters yeah meets Good Eats yeah meets <laughs> Ruth Goodman <Yeah. laughs> it's like if, if Ruth Goodman and Alton Brown teamed up yeah, mixed with uh, the book What If by Randall Monroe, yeah or and also, if you work for Netflix and you're like, holy shit, that sounds <laughs> and like and such a good idea for a show, exist yet.
1: <laughs> Uh We are open to offers. Yes. And we frankly don't know which. There are three YouTube channels in the mix there's there's Kadiosaurus's YouTube, there's Heygood YouTube, and there's Infinite Quest YouTube. I don't know which, where we. There's a lot of infrastructure. But, anyways, go follow those three accounts just so you'll always see the stuff wherever it gets posted. So, yeah. youtube.com slash Kadiosaurus hey dude and but, uh, you got the idea
0: speaking of we're gonna go buy some cameras because we? we're gonna have multiple camera angles for this Well, it's gonna be la it's gonna be la we're yeah. buying lighting yeah we're buying we're building a I think studio We probably
1: have already lighting but yeah we're gonna use like wood and saws and nails and stuff to build a studio it's gonna yeah, be awesome i'm gonna we're designing a set yeah it's gonna be dope it's gonna be real sauce. deal stuff it's going to be real deal stuff. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for that project, um, and we will see you on Thursday.
0: Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, wait, we forgot to do the send-off. Oh, yeah, do it, do, yeah, do, do do hey, hey, remember to drink some water. Remember to take your meds. Remember to eat a snack. Uh, and remember to be kind to yourself and kind to others. I almost forgot it. It's been it. a while, huh? Uh, remember. <laughs> Yeah, we love you. Thanks for listening. Uh, And thanks for your continued support of Infinite Quest. You guys mean the world to us and we really do mean that. So,
1: have a good day. Bye! Bye!